Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, who can forget the unbelievable pitch invasion at the Gaelic Grounds in 2013 when Limerick won the Munster Championship? People talked about it for weeks. I think pitch invasions had already started to die off a small bit, so that one was truly glorious. It was unadulterated celebration, absolute pure joy. Plenty of debate here about pitch invasions and the fact that they're not really allowed in the same way as they used to be. They still happen in sort of a more controlled way after uh, All-Ireland finals and they're like not like back in 2013 but I, I think there's an enjoyment of it here and pe- people recognise that and they discuss the, the merits, the pros and cons here. There's no debate at all about it in America. None whatsoever. There's one rule and there's no bending it, as one Limerick hurling fan found out the hard way. Shamey O'Mahony is on the line. Good morning to you, Shamey. Good morning, Shamey. You there? Hello, Julian. Shamey. How are you getting on? I'm not too bad. You've had one hell of an experience, haven't you? Yeah, it was a pretty ridiculous note, to be fair. Um, Take us back to the beginning. Uh, Yeah, basically, I'll just go from where the match ended. Um, This is, no, take us back to even going over to New York. Yeah, um, basically, my son is a sports fanatic. He uh, lives, sleeps, eats, hurling, like uh, soccer, football, all sports. But um, he's the type of a lad, like he hasn't missed a Limerick game in the last two or three years, both league and championship. So I decided to surprise him with an early Christmas present to um, take him to the New York Classic, which he was thrilled to go. Um so, yeah, it was a trick of a lifetime for him. Um, we were at the match. Kilkenny Limerick played in the final where Kilkenny beat us. But he asked, as he always does, to go onto the field after to meet the players, which I said, no problem at all, buddy. Like, because, you know, it was never an issue. Yeah, he's, he's seven. He's, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, fair enough. It is, uh, is kind of frowned upon, but, like, you know, it is never, like, the worst, the worst you'll ever get is, come on, get off the field. Do you know? Yeah. So he's but, been on the, uh, the pitch a number of times here in Ireland, in Limerick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most matches we go on, like even down the Munster final, he ran on like, um, he ran on at the minor after, right after the minor game, Limerick won the Munster, the Limerick minors won the Munster. And yeah. he, he ran on and instead of trying to stop him, I just left him at it like, and he ended up doing a lap of honour with the minors, like, which he was absolutely thrilled to do, like, you know. Lovely. Yeah, but um, on this occasion it was different. Yeah, so um, you're you're over in New York, slightly different atmosphere and very different rules. Very different rules, apparently, yeah, which I didn't know at the time. Um, basically, we just done what we always done and uh, there was just a little wall, little four-foot wall, the game had ended and uh, we jumped in over it and the Limerick team were starting to walk off the field so we ran over towards them and taking no notice approached the Limerick team. Um, I just pointed out to them, I said, I have a little fella here. I said, he's after travelling all the way from Tornafalla to to see you play. And William Moduna, who was the first one, the Limerick midfielder, the first one to approach us. And he said, in that case, here you are, you can have my helmet. Which was a great gesture. like Lovely. And before we even got a chance to say thanks, we were surrounded by a few stewards. Uh, one of them saying to me, um, you're trespassing on City Field. My super needs to talk to you. You're going to be arrested. 
And <laughs> like, just like that, you're going to be arrested. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, what's going on here? Like, you know, I said, fair enough. Like, I said, Jesus, I said, I didn't realise it was against the law. I said, we'll just head back to the same. So tell me, Shami, was there any kind, there was no kind of um, discussion between you? It wasn't kind of like, I've every right to be here, uh, we always do this, or any argument? It was just... Well, William Modona, who pointed out straight away to him, he said, they're grand, he said, they're with the team, leave them off. Okay, so he was but, defending um, you, yeah. Yeah, he didn't, he just didn't listen. He said, no, he said, um, we've seen the minter in the field over the barrier, which was a four-foot wall, I wouldn't really call it a barrier, you know. But um, he said, you're going to be held. So I just said, look, at that point, I just said, I said to Grand, look, I said, sorry about that. I said, we'll just head back to the stand. And we started to walk back. Yeah. And we crossed paths in with, uh, we were surrounded by two or three, I think it was the two or three stewards. And we crossed paths with the Kilkenny management. And some few of the Kilkenny management said the same thing. Leave them alone, they're with the team, they're Grand. But... Just while they said that, a woman from a distance started shouting, um, do not leave that man off the field. He needs to be held. And who was this woman? Uh, she, she wasn't was, a Kilkenny uh, supporter, no? No, she was the supervisor, the steward supervisor, the super. Your man was telling me, yeah, my super needs to talk to you. I presume she was the supervisor. Right. And had so, your little fella, had you, your little fella heard the steward say you're going to be arrested? Yeah. Ah, gosh, look. Yeah, which was, so, when she, she started shouting, I, well, I kept reassuring him, I said to his grandbody, we'll just head back to the stand, you know. But um, she kept shouting, do not leave him off the field. So I just said, at that point, he started, uh, my little boy started getting upset. So my main, my main um, thing was just to get back to the, get back to the stand where my sister and her husband was. Of course. Um, they're living in America all their lives, like, but um, we started to walk and the man, he started crying. So the the stewards were trying to lead me down this tunnel where I was into the, the actual stadium, like, you know, not into the stand. And did they show any concern for your son? No, not one bit. Not one bit. I kept saying to him, I said, look, I said, all we want to get, all we want to do is get out of the stadium. I said, we're not causing, you know, like, there's no problem. Like, mm. I said, my son is getting upset. Just let us go, like. And he just kept saying, no, my super needs to talk to you. You're going to be held. You're going to be held. That's all he kept repeating. So they were trying to lead us down this tunnel, and um, I just kind of veered around, headed over towards where my sister and her husband were. And they just kept kind of standing in front of me. They wouldn't let me go, you know. And at that point, um, the little fella started getting very, very, very upset. So we headed over towards to stand in the way where my sister and her husband were and I handed the young fellow up to my sister just up over the little four foot wall and when I went to jump up myself I was caught by the four stewards and basically just pulled away and Oh that must have been terrifying for Yeah sure time. like it was absolutely ridiculous like that vision of your seven year old son crying in hysterics like because you went on to get an autograph or just to shake a player's hand. Exactly, yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like, you think um, you think human nature would have kicked in with him and yeah, said... it was a game. Know, there's a little, it was there's a, a little boy game. here. Yeah. yeah, there's a little boy here crying, like, you know, just let him go. Like, I kept explaining, and I said, look, I said, uh, I said, we're in the city 5,000 miles from home. I said, he doesn't know anybody here. And they asked who he was with. I said, 
they asked who the woman was they took my son. I said she's his auntie, but I said he doesn't know her because he only met her for the first time yesterday, which was true because, as I said, he, she's living in America all her life. Yeah. And uh, they just didn't care, like... I said, plus, I said, no, she was by no means drunk. I said, uh, plus, I said, she was under the influence of alcohol. I said, you yeah, just have to... say anything to try and hope that they'd change their minds, wouldn't you? Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, all they wanted to do, they didn't care about the safety from, of my son for one second. All they wanted to do was take me into this room where they said I was going to be arrested. That's all. That was their main concern, like, you know. Okay, I'm going to take a break, Shamie. Stay with us. We want to hear what happened next. Yeah. We're chatting to Shamie O'Mahony, who brought his seven-year-old son over to New York for the Hurling Classic this year, Trip of a Lifetime. And Shamie, where we left at last, you had been, you'd just been separated from your son. You gave your son over to your sister and they were taking you away to question you about in, invading a pitch. They were holding you. Was that still in the stadium? That was still in the stadium, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. So what um, happened next? Next, I was um, pull, pulled away from my son. He was crying hysterically. Um, I just kept, like, I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to him, basically. I just kept assuring him, um, I'll be back in a few minutes, buddy. Um, I'm just going to, they're just going to have a chat with me. I'll be back in a few minutes. That's all I could say to him at that point, you know. So um, I was uh, marched down the hallway. The, they had me grabbed, like, I said, you can let me go. I said, I'm not a criminal. So they wouldn't leave me go. I kept marching me down. I'd be down three And were they different. holding on to you, like? They were. They'd be grabbed by the arms, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was walked down about three different hallways. It was like we were walking for... It might have been only a minute, but it felt like 10 minutes, you know. Can imagine. But um, I was stopped halfway down one hallway. A fella told me to take off my cap. Um, stand against the wall. He took my picture. Um, still uh, the whole time I was pleading with everyone just let me back to my son you know he's in hysterics um, at that point none of them would even answer me no matter what I said they just wouldn't answer me so we ended up in this room where there was a police officer behind the desk and uh, they explained the story to him he took my details I explained my side of it to, to the police officer told him about my son Uh the police officer asked me, he said, you're not an American citizen, are you? I said, no. I said, just here on holidays. He told the stewards that, uh, he said, we can't do this guy. He said, um, it's just too much hassle. He said, the fact that he's not an American citizen, we're just going to let him go, which I was delighted to hear. But this um, this woman who was the main initiator in the whole lot, she said, no, she said, he was trespassing on City Field. I don't care what citizen he is, he has to be done. So the officer told her again, um, look, I don't know what to do. He's not a citizen. We're best thing here is just let him go. And I'm curious, Shamey, obviously it was going to be hassled for the police officer to proceed because you weren't an American citizen, probably more paperwork and exactly, he, he didn't fancy that. But just his manner, did he show any more sympathy than the stewards? Mm, not really. He didn't. He asked, um, he asked who my son was with. Okay. And they just said, the kid's fine, the kid's with his aunt. The kid's good. I said, the kid's not good. I said, uh, we're 5,000 miles away from home. I said, he doesn't even know his auntie. I said, plus mm. she's under the influence of alcohol. Mm. Which, no, she did have a few drinks, but I was just... Yeah, I know. I know what you were doing. You know, you were trying, to, to, trying to, to make a case, yeah. like, you know. 
But um, all they kept saying was the kid's good, the kid's with his aunt. So this woman, anyway, I don't actually know her name, but I'm sure I'll find it out in time. But uh, she she was adamant, anyway, to do me. So she said, let me see what I can do. She left the room and she landed back about 10 minutes later with two police officers. And they were over at the other side of the room talking for about another 10 minutes, I suppose. I couldn't hear what they were saying. So, a few minutes later, anyway, the two police officers approached me, told me to put my hands behind my back, that I was under arrest for trespassing. And put, well, before that, they told me to take off, take off my shoes. Um, I had to give them my wallet, phone, the whole lot. Um, put handcuffs on me. Walked me into another room where they took the handcuffs off and put me into a cell. Which I thought again, I kept pleading, 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 you know. But where was the cell? The cell was in the stadium. Really? They had a cell in the stadium? Yeah, yeah. And I, I suppose that wasn't something that crossed your mind at any point when they were walking off that you were going to end up in a cell. No, no. I Handcuffs maybe. in a cell? Yeah, I thought maybe worst case, case scenario was, you know, they'd, they'd, tell, they'd lay down the law and let me go, like, you know. Yeah. Maybe a small Maybe a fine, fine. Yeah. a fine or something like that. But I also told him, like I said, look, if it's a case of a fine, I said, I have $700 in my wallet. I said, I don't care the size of the fine. I said, I just want to get back out to my little boy. Mm. And that steward, that woman, the same lady that was causing the whole ass, she goes, are you bribing me? Mm. Was the, the answer I got, you know. Yeah. But, that, um, you you yeah, have to be that, quiet then because you're worried they'll, they'll start accusing you of that. Exactly. Like I, I was thinking to myself then my best my best bet here and I was just keep my mouth shut, go with the floor because no matter what I say, it'll probably only end up being worse. So tell us what happens there. How long do you spend in the cell? Uh, about two hours. There was an officer right outside the cell on a lap- laptop taking all my details. And he asked me where was I staying and I told him the address of the the hotel. And he goes, um he goes with that address, he said, you're more than likely, this was Saturday Saturday afternoon, he said, with that address, you're more than likely going to be held until Tuesday, until uh, there'll be a judge available to to see your case or whatever. And I was like, Tuesday, really? So you thought you were going to be in the cell for a few days and a few nights? I, I, yeah, I'd accepted that I was going to be, like. But... So- uh, Luckily enough, another officer came in in the meantime, and um, he just he he Irish roots. This officer had, and he started asking me. He said, "Give me your side of what happened." I told him, like, and he had been to a match, and he had been to a few hurling Hur- games in Ireland, and he understood the crack, like you know, the way everyone goes onto the field, like, and it's not an issue. Okay. But um, he asked me where was I staying, and I told him, and he said, um, "So you're staying with your sister, right?" And he was nodding his head. And I said, yeah, I'm staying with my sister. And he said, if you're... He was basically just telling me what to say. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, it's great to have the Irish immigrants abroad, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And he said, you're staying with your sister, yeah? And he was nodding his head. I said, yeah. And he said, and if you're going to be someone's to court, you are going to come back to court, aren't you? And again, he was nodding his head. I said, yeah. 
So he went away and uh, he called out the other officer into another room and uh, they came back into me a few minutes later and they said, okay, here's the deal. You're going to be taken to the 110 precinct where you're going to be um, charged with trespassing and fingerprinted. And, and did all that happen? What? Did you, get, did you get fingerprinted and charged like that? Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that was basically that. So, um, yeah, the two hours had passed there. And uh, again, I was taken out to sell handcuffed, put into an NYPD car, taken down to the 110 precinct, as they call it, to be the same as a barrack here, I presume. But um, taken down there, uh, fingerprinted, put into, this time I was put into a cell with uh, two other fellas, which was a bit mad. Like, they did come across as kind of hardcore criminals, like, you know. Okay, this, yeah. this just sounds absolutely terrifying. I'm going to take a quick break, Shamie. We're back after these. Starting to Shamie O'Mahony, who's been telling us how he got thrown in a jail cell in New York after he brought his seven-year-old son on onto the pitch to shake the hands of the Limerick hurlers. And Hammy Dawson's given us a call. He's on the line as well. Good morning, Hammy. Hammy, you've been listening to Shamie's story. What do you think? Yeah, um, just scoreless the way he was treated. You wouldn't treat a criminal like in Ireland like that. I mean, a man to travel 5,000 miles to watch his beloved county playing in the American Holland Classic, and that's, that's the way he's treated. I mean, if, 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 if that was the law in Ireland, we'd all be in jail because after every match, let it be a junior holder match or a challenge match or a championship or a league match, we are going to the field. It's the one thing. You go into the, your heroes and you'll get photographs and you'll get them to sign. And for Shami to bring his young fellow out there and to be treated like that is just mind-boggling to be honest about it. Shamie, I imagine you've been hearing that kind of reaction from lots of people since this incident, have you? Yeah, in fairness, like everyone has been very supportive, like, you know, everyone's got, the, well, you've got the odd one, like, that said that I broke the law, you know, get over it. But, um, <laughs> there's always one, isn't there? To, there's yeah. always one, yeah. But like, um, like, I have no problem putting my hands up, like, if I was on my own, I would take care less, you know. We'll say my whole, my whole, like, I respect the American law, but my whole issue here is the way they treat my son, you know. Yeah. And that that's yeah. the thing, you, you know, I mean, if you'd been going on for yourself to get, you know, to to shake the hands of the hurlers or whatever, to get yeah. a selfie with them, that'd be one thing. But you like, would to simply... Be thing, to be one thing, if I was on the field causing a disturbance. Exactly. You were bringing sure. a seven-year-old child on and the, yeah. the fact that he was so upset. But look, you, you left us at, at the point where, you know, you knew you were going to appear in court and this lovely Irish cop let you go home to your sister's. What happened next? Like, did you ha- end up having to go to court or did you get it thrown out? How, and how did you do that? Well, I had everyone, everyone ringing me, telling me they'd sort this out, they'd sort that out, you know, this, that and the other. But uh, in fairness, no, a good few people did try. Um, the local councillor here, Michael Collins, in fairness, he, um, he'd done all he could. He'd been to over backwards, gone on to everyone he possibly could. But I don't think it's like here where you can just get something squashed, like, you know. But, um... Yeah, everyone did try, but eventually, um, last Monday night, we'll say the court was on the Wednesday, last Monday night, I was lying in bed at about one or two o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep. I just said, do you know what, I'm just kind of fed up of everyone saying they're going to get it dropped. So I just went online, booked the flights to fly out the following morning and uh, just decided to head over. Because, you know, technically I knew myself I'd done nothing wrong, so I said... I'm just going to go over and deal with it. Um, because if I didn't go over, we'll say, 
if I didn't go over, that'd have been a binge warrant for my arrest, which wouldn't have affected me here. But if I was to ever fly back again, I'd automatically, with fingerprints now and everything, I'd automatically be arrested at the airport if I was ever to fly back again. So, which should ruin uh, if we, we were ever to go on a family holiday or anything, it should ruin it. Like. Yeah, especially with a sister living over there as well. Yeah, exactly. And who knows, my two sons could end up moving there in years to come or anything, you know. But um, yeah, I just said, you know, I just said I'd go over, get it, get it done and dusted out the way. Um, yeah, and was going to represent myself. Um, but the New York GA, I don't know, was it the New York GA or the Limerick GA organised um, a lawyer to represent me, which um, he did do and done a good job. But uh, he normally, he normally, he'd done me a favour, like he'd normally charge up on $1,000, but he'd done it for me for 500 which was which was good of, good of him. And he managed to get it quashed? Um, yeah, I don't exactly know what he'd done. But uh, basically, inside in the court, I was called up. My name was called. I had to go up, stand beside him. And they said, there was a few words said, and the judge just said to me, uh, case dismissed, you're free to go, Mr. O'Mahony. <laughs> Mr. And O'Mahony. Yeah, as the, yeah, the way they pronounce it, yeah. The way they pronounce it, yeah. And I just said, thank you, ma'am, and that was it. And tell us about the, your, your seven-year-old son. Like, I can't imagine being over there like New York's an intimidating place, yeah. For yeah. even from for people who are from cities, because it's so huge, so massive, yeah. so many different cultures. To go over there and for that to happen, to watch his dad going through that, how's he managing since? Well, he's all right now. Like we'll say, initially, for the few days after, he was saying he didn't want to go to any more Limerick games, like in that, you know. And he was blaming himself then. Even when he got back home to his mother, he was saying it was his fault. And you know, I just, I just had to keep like he even said, uh, like he doesn't know the half of it. He just thinks I was taken into a room, given the twenty dollar fine, and that was it. You know, but um, he he offered like he said, he said I can pay the fine if you want because it was my fault (laughs) that we went on. You know, like this kind of stuff for a seven year old child to be saying that. But um, he's 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 grand, like he's well, hopefully he will be. Yeah, even the following day, like I I went up to these um these fellas who were, they were like sales reps for bus tours or something and they did look like stewards and as I approached him he was saying no, I'd want to ask him for directions. Yeah, because obviously he'd been traumatised by it. Yeah. Look, Shamey, it's, it's one hell Shamey, of a story. you'll be alright. We'll get back to Crawford Park this show, you'll be fine. There you exactly, go. Yeah. Exactly. The support of people like Hammy and all the other Limerick supporters, uh, yeah. you'll, you'll both be fine in the end. Look, Shamey, thanks very much for sharing the story. It's an unbelievable experience and maybe a lesson to anybody who's heading over there. Certainly don't yeah. go on the pitch. Um, exactly, Shamey O'Mahony yeah. from Tournafala, thanks very much for joining yeah. us on Limerick Today this morning and a thanks also to Tammy Dawson. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.